This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at TeachHoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 370. This is the second take. First take, I think I said page 370, so you can tell how long I've been teaching. (laughs) Um, But before we get off to the podcast, um, make sure you go over and check out Dr. Dish, not only the most innovative, but the best shooting machine on the market. Um, Everybody needs shooters, and they will help you. Make sure you mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $300 off your next purchase. Also, make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, it is the one-stop shop for coaches. You know, We all want to get better. We all want to work on our craft. It's one of the reasons I started it, because I've become a better coach helping all the coaches from all over the country, all over the world, um, you know, on one-on-one calls and office hours. You, know, I, you have my email. I would guess with the other sites or availabilities out there you don't have their emails and you're not you're not emailing them back and forth during the day and getting responses you will with me <laughs> unless i'm in disney world and then you'll have to wait all right let's head off to the that podcast. goes by the drills we do because i like to start our offense we don't necessarily call plays i like to start our offense based on where the first pass goes uh now people say you can't well we do uh, uh you work on it enough therefore it makes scouting a whole lot harder for people to really see how you're getting into your sets because you know the biggest problem on offense is so many teams cannot get the first penetrating pass to get into an offense right uh and you've got to do that before you can really do anything successful uh and it's all based on how you practice to get do that stuff from there i i I agree so i agree um, can you tell me one moment in your coaching career that we could like kind of unpack for a young coach? Something that you learned, something that happened? Give me anything. Is there a moment? Is there a, a game? Is there a situation that we could talk about that might help some young coaches that are listening to this? Yeah, the, the, one of the things that is uh, 
never underestimate what your kids can do. Okay. Uh, and the reason I say that, uh, if you got, if you got, you go into the year and you look and you say, man, I don't really have those studs this year. I mean, I, where am I going to get this? You look, you got time when you uh, evaluate your team. If you take that team and uh, work it just as hard as you work any team, they're going to win some games they're not supposed to. Right. Then the next year you got a bunch of, you know, really good players, not the really thoroughbreds, and you do the same thing. You work them the same intensity, the same thing. But then they're going to win a lot of games and maybe sneak in a, and upset some. But then right. when you get really get the the horses, you do the same thing, same work at, and that's when you win the championships. Because you know you got to have the players. I know you know you've never seen a mule win the Kentucky Derby. No, nope. I mean you're going to have to have some. But you can take that one that's maybe a step slow or two inches short, and you work them and give them the confidence. Uh, to achieve that. And the reason I, I say that, to say this, we won a state championship where it was in uh, the third overtime and uh, a young lady, uh, matter of fact, she's now the coach at West Florida, uh, and she'll remember this, she was to hear that, that uh, she, we we lost the ball game because she didn't take the shot uh, that she, at the end of the game. Well, we talked about that. And then coming down to the state championship game, it was about, uh, I guess it was three seconds. Uh, she came wide open, broke, and she never hesitated. Right. Because, and she took that shot and nailed it because we got back, we pointed out what her, uh, the main thing is. You got to determine the what each player's best thing they can do. And then you yes. got to focus on that. Yes. And that will help you win key ball games. It will be, uh, and the kids want to. So here's my here's from the coach thirty years and taught for thirty years. Kids will might not be happy with their role, but they want to know where they fit in the world. They really do. Exactly. They want to exactly. know that. They want to know. They want. They want discipline. They want to know their role. They're. They, they might not. It might be five years after they graduate is when they'll truly appreciate it. But they want it. They. They do. And and and. and if you tell them that, then things are going to be better. And I'm telling you, the year I don't think we're going to win a state championship, I'm done coaching. I've told my wife that. When I, I don't care who, who, who shows up on the first day of practice, but the day that I don't think we're good enough to do that, then I'm done. Because I, I want that expectation for their kids and, you know, that bar set. And that's what you were saying, Coach. It's like I think you have to, you know, you got to coach them up. <laughs> coach your kids up. Man. You got to coach them up. And they got to know what you expect them to do. And when it comes time to do that, if they're the one that's supposed to take the shot, they take it. And I I tell my kids, I don't, you know, I don't get on to them about missing a shot. I get on to them about passing up stuff are are things that that they know they're not capable of doing. And that's the job of teaching uh, these kids. And you're right. Girls, I want to be coached. Girls want to be coached. They want to be disciplined um, because so many of them games when I was coaching college, you'd get this uh, letter from a coach or things. Oh, this girl's great. She can do all this. She can do all that. And you go watch them and say, oh, man, I just wasted some time. So that's one thing I'd pass on to any. You don't ever tell a college coach a kid can do something. But you teach them to expect what 
they can do, and then they go out and do it. I mean, right. then uh, they'll win that big game for you somewhere down the line. Um, uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a constant every day. Uh, or it's not just, you know, well, I got that over. Now I'm going to rest. Well, you can't do it. You've got to, to go. I'm still old-fashioned. I give each one of my kids a, a handwritten, not a typed-out fancy one, just a handwritten uh, where I draw the plays myself so they have to figure out the X's and O's and know all that. Scouting report about anybody and everybody we play. Uh, so that that gives them confidence in what their job is so they can learn what they need to do to be successful themselves. So if each one of them are successful themselves, then you put all five of them together and them knowing what they're going to do, then you win, win the ball games you may not supposed to win right. uh, from there. Do you, uh, do you have any superstitions coach? Have any superstitions? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I like, to, I usually wear the same tie. Uh, most of the time we're on straight back. We won, uh, at uh, Morrow High, when I was there, we won 86 straight games in the state of Georgia. Uh, so uh, <laughs> during that streak, we, we pretty much did the things. You know, nothing. Not it's going to do any difference. It's just you know, if they believe it, then hey, that's a ride plus it, for baby. you. Ride it, yes. So you ride it. You ride it out. <laughs> but, <laughs> you uh, do. I ate 23 that, number fives at McDonald's one year because we we weren't losing, <laughs> and it's like. Well, I gotta keep eating. I didn't really want the twenty third one, but it's like you gotta just keep eating. It's like we'll keep you gotta eating. keep eating. You gotta keep doing because if they, if once you get them to believe in what you're doing, right. that's half the battle. Right, uh, it is. And I mean, it may. The thing about it, I tell them this: this may not make sense, but I tell my kids what I, way we do it. It may be entirely different than the way somebody else does it, but if we all believe it and we all do it the way we're preparing to do it, then it's going to work. Right. Uh, yeah. So, we can and here's, I'll, I'll, right, and I will say that, you know, everybody, you know, most man-to-man people, and I'm a man-to-man, go out. If you're on the right side of the floor, you want your left foot up, your back, right foot back, and cut off the baseline like that. So yep. maybe you're two steps slow. So maybe they got a player, this girl's got a guard, in practice, we change it around. I say, okay, I want you to turn it the other way. I want your right foot down, and I want you to funnel her back to the middle so I can give you some help, and we can trap her right there. Right. Uh, but all that's different. I mean, those are things you have to change around to give that kid. Uh, I think we run a defense where my baseline forwards, I have their uh, gluteus maximus turned to the baseline, <laughs> uh, which that's – and that's not taught, but we tra- do a lot of trapping out of that right. as well. I so think the golden those- nugget that you've stated, Coach, that, that's the key for people listening to this is you got to accentuate the positive and hide the negatives is basically that's the, way, that's the way I've coached. It's like this kid's a really good three-point shooter but can't guard a, you know, a car standing still, you know, kind of thing. It's like, so, you well, then how can we get them so they get their threes but then that they can defend. So that's the key to coach. I mean, high school coaching is a lot about matchups. So you got to accentuate the positive and hide the negatives because they all got exactly. They're not NBA. Most of them aren't NBA players. So they're going to have some strengths and they're going to have probably more weaknesses. So how do we hide the weaknesses and, and, and show the strengths? Um, That's exactly right. Cause so, cause not, not all of them are six foot four 
your right. coach may be five foot six. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the thing is, we're going right. to work on the negatives. We're going to work on the things they're not good at, but we're going to try to hide them until they get better at them. Is kind of the. Thing. I I agree. I yeah. agree. And the more that you, more that you do it year in and year out the same yeah. way, uh, it gets better. And I'll I'll say this: uh, what you tell kids and what you preach, uh, <laughs> they will they will come back later. And you don't know what the you don't know what effect you're having on these kids eight or ten years down the road. Once yeah. they've been out, yeah. but, uh, I will tell you what, for coaches, um, they will remember what you do. We had, um, they, my school where I was at, they surprised me with a uh, celebration of 50 years of coaching. Okay. And with that, there was about 80, 85, maybe a hundred of my former athletes was there girls. And some of the comments they made, one of them made a comment up, uh, that, all right, everybody, hope you're enjoying that. A couple things. First of all, uh, make sure you subscribe and like. We really do appreciate those. So scroll down, and that little five-star means a lot. If you like, if you don't want to buy teachhoops.com, and I ask you why, <laughs> um, that would be my question. Tell me why. You know, email me, tell me why. Um, but if you do any shopping on Amazon, you can help us out that way by www.teachhoops.com backslash Amazon. Take you right to the Amazon. Bookmark that page, and every time you make a purchase, we get a small little commission. So next time you buy toothpaste, we might get 12 cents. It'd be great. All right, let's head off to the podcast. The one thing she remembers was that you'd be on time um, because right. I didn't start her and didn't play her because she was late to a late. big meeting. Yep. But anyhow, she says, you know, she's in charge of a group of men and the company she works for. And she says, that's one thing they know. You're on time. You're right. not late. <laughs> uh, I, I started, I mean, we were playing the one of the best teams in our league this year. My starting point guard was late and he didn't start and no it, you know it might have cost us the game but i don't care because i'm this is bigger than the game and and i think something for the coaches that are listening too it's it's not always what you say it's kind of how you make them feel too you know exactly over the, over the length of the things they're not going to remember that three sentence thing you said to them but they're going to make yeah they're going to they're going to remember how you make them feel over those two years <laughs> yeah um, you well, know that's exactly right. One of the things that you're talking about, something uh, something that they can take with them, if uh, I, a lot of parents have asked me, well, when my daughter makes a mistake, why do you take her out of the game right then? And I said, well, let's it's put it this way. If it's a, a mistake that's really going to hurt her chance or our team to be successful, she's got to come out, and I've got to correct that. Right. Call and let her sit down, think about it, and then I'm going to put her back in. But it says, they only get to make one mistake. I said, well, you think about this. If I wait till the game is over, whether we won or lost, and I go into the restaurant and say, hey, okay, we need to correct it, she's not even going to know what I'm talking about at that nope. point. She's nope. forgotten about that. So, well, it kind of hurts. And I said, well, it's not hurting your feelings. It's making her better. That. and that's right. one of the things right that and one mistake uh, can be life-changing is what i tell parents is one mistake can be life-changing if you go to a bar exactly. and you have six drinks and you get in the car and then you kill somebody that was a mistake it was only one was, but it was a pretty big you're exactly one. right so you're it's, exactly right <laughs> one mistake <laughs> and, and 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 i and i said i'm not gonna like punish them i'm not gonna stick them on the end of the bench 
But if they, if they, if the it, same in my math class, if, if they make a mistake on the board, it's like, I'm not going to ignore it to the end of the period. I'm going to fix exactly. it. <laughs> and I'm going to explain exactly. why it's wrong. And then we'll go on to the next problem. Um, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's parents. Well, I, parents. I tell you something else too. That I tell you something else too, that a lot of, a lot of coaches have a, a big long list of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we have six or seven, maybe eight rules. And it's, uh, and I have it typed up. It's in their playbook. Uh, because they know if that rule is broken, right. then they got to pay for whatever the penalty says. Yeah. But because if you got a rule and you don't enforce it, then you're defeating the purpose exactly. for having a rule. And they're going to say that, well, we're not, you know, he's not going to think twice about that. We'll go ahead and do it anyhow. Right. So, be be very cautious about the rules you put in because if they break them, you got to enforce them. Yeah, uh, they do. From there and being on and time is just, a big one of mine. It is a huge one of mine. Um, that's right. It is. And that's uh, uh, if if a kid is on time. I mean, you tell them to be there, and then I on the bus. When that time comes, you close the door and you drive off. Yep. I mean, you don't take it once to happen, but it now you better be ready. It may cost you something, but hey, it'll be win for you in the long run. And, and the thing is, it might cost the team, and it might cost the game, but it, but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna pay off for that kid in the long haul. I'm telling you, it's, I agree. Yeah, it, it really I agree. Is. So, what's your biggest change other than the three on three that you've seen in the last fifty years? You think to the game? The biggest change is the, you know, I tell a lot of folks, uh, girls. Uh, that work at it. The biggest change is the ability to shoot a basketball uh, if they work on it. Because I think what most basketball players, the, as far as their athletic ability, and they are getting bigger, stronger, and faster as well. Right. And now the girls are, are dunking. Uh, right. We had the pleasure of having one of the best girls, uh, women in the professional league, and that's Maya Moore. Uh, she went to some of the camps we had. Uh, now, I mean, and her, the attitude that she approaches with. Now, that in itself, the ability to do that. But the biggest change is um, how how competitive uh, the game and the girls' game has gotten when we go on five on five. Uh, and the, the great spectators uh, that we have, if you go to the women's Final Four compared to what it used to be. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's come a very, very enjoyable game. Uh, I can remember, and we was three on three and Rover and all that. They, they just wasn't that much uh, support. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. far as the game it was, my, I think the WNBA right. helped with that a lot. I do. I think I agree. On TV, the Final Four. I think UConn's helped. I know people don't well, love dynasties, but it, it's helped put it on. I mean, people are watching. <laughs> you know. Well, I, I say this about that. Everybody, some of them don't like uh, Gino and all that, and they say it's not good for college basketball. All that what I tell them: you need to get out there and you need to uh, coach. And if you really want to see why they win, go watch one of his practices. <laughs> yeah, just go watch one and go watch. Uh, you know, I had the pleasure of watching. You know, Andy Slanters and uh, I had uh, Pat Summit and. All of those people go right. watch one of their practices. Yeah, uh, I love to take my players and let them see a uh, a big time college basketball program. 
yeah. uh, and see how intense the coaches get in their face and this stuff like that. Not as I'm saying that's what you got to do, but right. they can see that the seriousness of how to practice and prepare to win. Right. And you come back. That's how you win. You pre- you your practices are where you win the basketball game. And yeah. practices should be about twice as hard as the game ever thought about being. Yep, and it, uh, and and it's what people don't see. That's the thing. It's 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 behind exactly. those closed doors. All right, so we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna close up with what I call rapid fire, Coach. I'm gonna ask you a question. And you're gonna give me one okay. one answer. Okay. Okay. Um, so, what's one word to describe your ideal player? Coachable. Okay. What's your favorite uh, basketball? Like the basketball you play with. What would be your brand favorite basketball brand? Wilson. Okay. Um, what's one sporting event? You go to one sporting event. What would you go to, and why? One uh, for women, it would be the women's final four. For uh, men's game to go watch, just for the physicality, would be a hockey match. Um, what's your favorite pregame meal? Is favorite pregame meal to is pancakes. Pancakes. No one has said pancakes. A lot of steaks. There's been a lot of steaks. Uh, what's one thing you do to relax? Crossword puzzles. Crossword puzzles. All right. Uh, yep. Best basketball player you have seen in person. Best one I have seen in person. As far as men, Michael Jordan. As far as women, I would say would be Maya Moore. Okay. Uh, best player of all time. Uh, who I like is best player of all time. Yep. Uh, and uh, women uh, would be uh, what I've seen through the years in development was Tarasi. Okay. And the other one uh, would be Larry Bird. Ooh. Men. I like Larry Bird. I think he was underrated a little bit. Uh, I think he is too. Uh, one thing that helped you become a better coach? Uh, learning how to uh, be more receptive to criticism and learning how to laugh at myself a little bit. Okay, I like that. Uh, one word to describe your coaching style? Uh, demanding. Okay. Uh, best basketball coach of all time? Uh, John Wooden. Uh, one book you would recommend? Um, uh, I, and this is not probably, I ain't nothing but a, uh, winner by Bear Bryant. Ooh, I haven't read that one. I'm going to have to read that one. Um, and then we, uh, we did the last one. one. What was one thing you tell a young coach? One thing. To, to be yourself and be the real deal. Uh, and when I say that, uh, what you see is what you get and don't try to be something you're not just be yourself. And that's the easiest uh, thing to be. It's the easiest thing to be and you're not hiding anything. Right. And that, and teach what you know. Oh, I like that. Uh, I love that. Okay. Thank you, coach. I look forward to meeting you. you. I look forward to meeting you in about six, seven weeks. All right. We'll sit down and have a coat and talk about some basketball. All right. Thank we- you. We will do that. Thank you, Coach. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye.
Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you subscribe and like, leave a review. We really do appreciate those. And then become a better basketball coach. Right now, pick up a book, watch a video, join Teach Hoops. Let us help you become a better basketball coach. Talk to you soon. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.